0: what is up everybody welcome to the find your edge podcast i'm your host michael rayner i'm a registered dietitian and sports nutritionist with years of experience helping athletes improve their health and optimize their performance i'm also an athlete myself and have been riding and racing bikes for the last 12 years And I've worked in the cycling and triathlon industry for the last 10 years. I'm using all of my experience and speaking with athletes and experts about the key actionable steps that you can take to improve your health and performance. So, if you're an athlete working to reach and sustain your peak performance and health, then this is the podcast for you. Let's jump right in. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Find Your Edge podcast. This is your host, Michael, and I'm here with Sarah Heckler, one of the other dietitians here at the Endurance Edge. Uh, Sarah, thanks for being here.
1: No problem. Excited to be here. Yeah.
0: So Sarah and I both, we'd kind of gotten to gotten to chatting the other day. That sounded weird. <laughs> it's Do you ever, early. Does that ever happen? Like you start <laughs> to say a sentence and it sounds fine in your head, but then you start to say the words out loud and it doesn't sound like you're using like the right tense or whatever.
1: Yeah. And then I kind of look at other people's faces to gauge whether was yeah, that right? like, what, like, what's the brain's
0: that? not fully <laughs> functioning. <laughs> oh goodness. Well, we got to chatting the other day and we both have had like clients recently and just over like the last few years had clients, like a lot of clients talking about weight, asking about weight, um, you know, especially like youth athletes, that's a big thing. And with endurance athletes, it's a really big thing. And so we thought we'd hop on here and talk about it. Cause I know, uh, that's like a thing that a lot of people think about, you know, especially with endurance athletes, a lot of people constantly talk about like their race weight. That's like a term you hear thrown around a lot that they have this like ideal weight for racing, but then they kind of let that disappear in the off season and stuff like that. So I, I don't know, Sarah, kick it off. What are your kind of thoughts about weight for athletes? I don't, I don't know if you want to kind of go, population by population. So like if you want to talk about like youth athletes first and then endurance athletes or how you want to approach it.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of a hard conversation because and we've talked about this. I think we talked about this last week because there's so much pun intended weight behind the number on the scale. Right. Like we put so much into that number and My personally, I view that we need to get away from putting so much value on that number. It's a useful tool in measurement, you know, in terms of tracking progress. Um, But in terms of athletics, once again, it's a very useful tool in terms of tracking progress, in terms of tracking performance. Um, So it's something that needs to be discussed, right? We can't ignore it altogether. Um, And like you said, I think there's different value or or reasons for each specific population for example how we view weight for youth athletes specifically the younger ones is not how i would talk about weight with somebody who's at like the collegiate level or professional level even i mean you can attest to this like talking about weight with football players is going to be different than talking about weight with uh endurance athletes uh so it's kind of like a, a really big can of worms and it, de- it depends on the population and, and yeah. what they're looking to accomplish.
0: For sure. I mean, I think it's, you know, obviously one of the big considerations is especially with like youth athletes and, you know, there's particularly at risk populations, but you definitely don't want to like, uh, I don't know, uh, flare up or incite an eating disorder by like obsessing with like weight numbers and stuff like that. But then I think at the other end of the spectrum, you know, there's, the sports like combat sports or like wrestling there's like where you are competing based on your weight. So like you have to care about weight. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think that's like a very different conversation, you know, to talk about like with a wrestler or an MMA fighter, that conversation about weights, like a very different thing than, you know, your high school soccer player.
1: Yeah, that's very true. As I was like mentally preparing for this today. That's something I was thinking about. There are some very specific sports where weight is the center of attention. Like you mentioned, boxing, wrestling, um, also gymnastics, Mm -hmm. diving. um,
0: Or physique, um, physique focused things like, you know, bodybuilding or something like that.
1: Exactly. Weight is kind of everything um, in in those specific sports. But to be honest, in most sports, it kind of has a role. Even, you know, let's let's look at a football team, for example. Um, Like I know in the past when I've had some experience with collegiate players the o-linemen like sometimes they're trying to get their weight up yeah Um, and then there's soccer players who are trying to get their weight down and be as lean as possible so that they can be the fastest so no matter what sport you're in it's weight is a part of the conversation it's just how can we talk about it in a healthy way and get you to your goals in a healthy way
0: well that's like an interesting thing too like that concept you brought up of like within the football team you know i mean you think of that team dynamic and there's so many different positions with like very unique uniquely different needs from the athlete. And so you'll have someone, you know, maybe your running backs are trying to be like as lean as possible to be fast, um, light, all of that. Um, but then you have like linemen who are trying to be bulkier um, mm-hmm. and you don't have the one position throwing off the other position because their goals are different. But you look at most other team sports and it's like, like think of soccer. It's like, well, Susie's trying to lose weight. So maybe I should lose weight. Like you're not Susie. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like how, I guess in my mind, how can we help athletes approach it the same way you would like a football team? Like, why does it matter what someone else is doing? Do it, do what works for you. And I think that's a hard point to get across to people is just because someone else is doing something doesn't mean you should.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's a good life lesson in general. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, based on my experience, most athletes are not satisfied with their weight. Right. I mean, we all want to improve. We all want to get faster, stronger. Um, so at least my approach is, you know, what are your goals? It, it goes back to that why, like we've talked about, what are your goals? Why do you want to do this? If somebody's like, I want to go pro or I want to make it to the collegiate level. Okay. Um, you know, how can we do that? Do you need to put on some muscle? Do you need to lose some weight? Or is it, um, is our effort better focused in training and running drills or, you know, cleaning up maybe some of this, the pre-workout Chick-fil-A snacks that you're mm-hmm. having? Um, so kind of almost like a roundabout way of talking about weight, then specifically, like, you need to lose five pounds, here's how we're going to do it.
0: Yeah. And I would say, like, I mean, it's pretty uh, surprising, impressive, how many athletes that we get in whose goal in some shape, form, or variety is weight loss. But then, and like, that's just, you know, we have on our paperwork that we ask people to fill out. Um, like, what are your goals? What are you looking to get out of this? So usually people write something fairly quick and that's something we unpack with them and, and talk through. And so it's surprising to me how many people it's like, they put, they want to lose weight. It's like, okay, why do you want to lose weight? Well, I want to perform better or I want to look better or whatever it is, you know, and it's almost never actually about, well, I like truly want to lose weight. It's like, I want to perform better. I want to feel better. I want to be better. And so I think that's like a good chance to kind of redirect in the energy, you know, instead of focusing so much on this number on a scale and assigning value to that. Instead, if your goal is to perform better, to go pro, whatever it is, again, shifting that energy to things that can actually get us towards that goal. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think I'm having a hard time like putting it into words, but like, I think it's also about creating like a more positive environment around the whole thing. Cause if we're so focused on losing weight, like getting rid of stuff, it like creates a more negative mindset than if we're focused on adding in, you know, drills, attacking those with like, you know, more energy, more enthusiasm, fueling properly. Like those tend to be like a more positive approach in my mind, um, because if we're not like trying to get away from something, we're like working towards something.
1: Yeah. I mean, it doesn't always have to be negative, So let's take two examples. So let's say there's a soccer player who's trying to lean out. So yes, lose weight, but it's a little bit different, like lean out, uh, maybe transitioning some fat to muscle. So yes, that's, you know, almost negative in a sense, because they're trying to lose. But then you also have people who might be trying to gain muscle, Mm -hmm. which sometimes that conversation is a little bit more positive because it's gaining, but either way, I think we need to control the narrative around like how we talk about that. For sure. So like going back to the soccer player who wants to lean out. Yes. Their goal is to lose weight, to have better performance. Uh, But instead of focusing on the number and the scale, um, diving more into like food choices and, and training and not necessarily talking about, that number so much um and trying to get them to think more about like their lifestyle patterns right mm-hmm. um because sometimes i feel like people just get hung up on that number yeah for example i have a current client not an athlete but a current client who has lost inches around her waist right has gone down pant sizes but she hasn't necessarily changed the number on the scale and she's really discouraged and i'm like you've made progress you had to buy new pants how is that not successful to you yeah um so tracking other things like body composition measurements um i I mean so many different athletes do different training you know specific tests to kind of track performance uh so focusing more on those and if they didn't necessarily lose weight or get to their goal weight but all of those other measures improved just helping Mm -hmm. them understand that you accomplished your goal.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's something that, you know, as dietitians, we can do, but that's also something that like, I know there are a few coaches that listen to the podcast. And so like, that's something that they they can work on with their athletes. And even if you don't have a coach, you're not a dietitian. This is something you can apply for yourself is instead of making the weight, the like primary focus or your primary, like measurement, focus on some other things like find non-scale things to track. So is that measurements? Is that the way clothes fit? Is that your performance? So if you're an athlete, especially like endurance athletes, you know, uh, if you're a cyclist or a triathlete, uh, functional threshold power tests like these field tests, um, you know, your time on 400 repeats, like mile repeats, whatever it is, um, power numbers, like you can find a thousand things to track. And like you said, if those are improving, like, is it such a big deal that weight maybe not changed? Isn't changing so much. And I don't think it is. And that's something like Chris and I kind of talked about the other day, just like randomly is I think they're get There's this kind of tipping point, you know, like people have this idea of race weight and especially for endurance athletes. I think there's a tipping point where if we drop weight too low you're hurting performance because you're under fueling to be able to get weight that low. And I think endurance athletes, obviously there's, you mentioned some of the sports like gymnastics and stuff where there's more of a focus on weight as well, just like naturally, than there is maybe with basketball. Um, not to say that basketball players don't care about their weight, but you see some sports focus on it more. And endurance athletes are bad about it because like, Power to weight ratio. I mean, because you're propelling yourself through space, whether it's running, biking, swimming, the amount of power that you can put out versus your weight is like a big indicator of performance. Like the more power you can put out, but that's like a two sided thing, you know? There's yeah, the amount of power I mean, you put out and then the weight. And so if your weight's dropping and power is dropping, that's not ideal either.
1: Yeah. I mean, with anything, it's a healthy balance. Like you mentioned, Endurance athletes don't want to drop too low. I would say every athlete doesn't want to drop too low because you are under fueling. Um, So it's, you know, that healthy balance of trying to accomplish your goals also fueling enough for sport, trying to lose weight. And I think that's where a lot of athletes get lost and that's where people like you and I and other dietitians in the field can come in. But you mentioned something about coaches and I just want to say coaches, if you're listening, if you're out there, you start the conversation about weight. Like the amount of times that I've had athletes come to me and we, as we're talking and getting a feel for where their weight loss goals came from or where, why they think they need to lose weight, most often than not, it stems from the coaches. So I'm not saying you guys are wrong, but maybe try and have that conversation. Start that conversation in a different way. Yeah. You know, don't start it with, hey, you've put on some pounds, you need to lose weight or i you or you kind of packed on some pounds, you need to lose weight Start the conversation with, hey, why don't you go talk to the dietitian to see if there's anything you can do to help performance? You know, essentially you're accomplishing the same goal, but coaches, you guys are starting the conversation about weight and these athletes look up to you, no matter how young or old they are, be the people that start it on a positive path.
0: Yeah. And I think sometimes it's not even necessarily that they start the conversation. I mean, like you said, I think they can, but I think there's also, you know, the scenario where the athlete approaches them about it like hey because they see the coach as like an authority and expertise it's like hey i think i've gained some weight what can i do to lose weight and so i think that's also a place where you can kind of head it off and say hey maybe let's not fixate on weight let's focus on how we can improve our performance instead and like just that quick shift from an authority and like someone that this person views as an expert i think can have long-term like effects
1: yeah. I mean, and I'm not saying it's all the coaches' fault. Not a good no. example. You know, athletes do look up to their coaches. It's honestly like a, a, a world problem for sure. You know, you know, but um focusing more on performance instead of weight, I think will kind of help the conversation. I mean, and don't get me wrong. There's instances where yes, people might need to lose weight. Um, but it, it's more of like the mindset.
0: Yeah. And I think the other thing is it, we've kind of gotten at this, but, Like as a society, we, for whatever reason, place a lot of emphasis on weight. And so for whatever reason, athletes tend to like put that pretty high up on their priority list. And I think that should be like a really low priority thing. Um, Like, like we're saying, like focus on other performance things first, like don't worry about your weight. If you're not ever doing recovery meals or snacks, you're not fueling properly. You're not recovering properly. You're not sleeping enough. You're not hydrating. Like let's do all those other things. Let's do everything else. And then let's worry about weight. So like if you're hydrating perfectly, you have got your fueling before workouts and after workouts perfectly not dialed in. Sorry, I'm outrunning myself. (laughs) (laughs) When you've got all of that stuff perfectly dialed in and like you're recovering, you're sleeping, you're doing the self-care, like foam rolling, whatever it is, and sleeping enough, then maybe we can have the conversation about weight. But until you're doing all of that other stuff, it doesn't really matter as much And it's kind of what you're getting at. Like, let's focus on the things to improve performance. Like all of those things I've just listed are gonna help improve performance. And what you'll probably see is if an athlete's not doing those, when they start to do them, weight will change.
1: Yeah, that's a really, really good point. Um, Weight does not need to be the first, you know, losing weight does not need to be the first step. Like you said, if you're not going to your lifts or if you're not recovering properly, we gotta start there first. And more often than not, fixing those things your goal is going to come with it. Yeah. Um, I do want to mention, though, we've kind of mentioned like youth athletes. Everything that we talked about so far, I think is good for like high school age and on, right? Mm-hmm. Younger than that. And even sometimes in high school, depending, you know, especially younger than that, I wouldn't talk about losing weight as it relates to sport. I would just encourage them to be active, provide them with good choice, like not good, but, you know, healthy choices in terms of in the kitchen, um, because they're still growing, their body is still changing. We'll tackle that down the road and just, you know, let them be a kid. And and as long as they're being active, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch that quite yet.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think that's one of the things too, is like, weight is a sensitive subject for a lot of people. So like my goal is often to like reframe, like we just talked about, like that same process is a thing I do with a lot of my clients when they say, I want to lose weight. And then we have the conversation, okay, why do you want to lose weight? I want to improve my performance. So then we focus instead on improving performance because you know what? The same things I would do to help them lose weight are going to be the exact same things that I do to help them improve performance. And so if we instead take the shift of like, let's improve performance, like I said, weight kind of naturally falls in line. But I think with youth athletes, it is really hard because you are going through body changes. You've got puberty, you've got all these other things going on that we don't really like fully have control over and you can't predict hundred percent at least like we can't um nor can most people and so i think if we get fixated on weight at like these weird times when body changes are occurring anyways like it's, it's counterproductive i think mm-hmm. you know before someone heads into puberty there's like the adiposity rebound where they like start to store up fat to fuel the growth spurt kind of mm-hmm. um and so if we start trying to like interfere with that you may stunt growth you may impair like development and so we don't want to do any of that I think like you said let's focus on other things like let's not get fixated on weight everybody is different and just instead focus on having good meals fueling well recovering sleeping that's like a thing a huge thing with youth athletes high school athletes it's sleeping enough you know
1: Mm -hmm. yeah so I mean a lot of the conversation that we've talked about so far has been about losing weight. I'm kind of curious to see how, cause there's also a lot of athletes that come in that want to gain weight, specifically muscle. Mm-hmm. So how is that conversation different yeah. for you at least?
0: Yeah. I mean, that one for me is a little bit more clear cut. Um, I think my thing, the reason I'm like more sensitive towards like the weight loss conversation is like disordered eating patterns or disordered eating. Um, I definitely don't want to like, get into that realm um so it's it's something that we kind of look at much more carefully um not to say that someone who's wanting to gain weight can't have disordered eating but i think you're less prone to it maybe Mm -hmm. um but i think that is it's tough it's really an individual thing honestly like you kind of have to assess the person's relationship with like food and weight um and so for me, it's it's kind of assessing, like, do they have a healthy relationship with food? Or is this something that we're, like, really, like, fixated on and, like, obsessed with? And it's, like, taking the joy out of food. And so, you know, even if someone wants to gain weight, if they're, like, in that place, like, maybe that's, again, a discussion we have with, like, why do you want to do this? Like, how, like, why do you want to be so fixated on this? But if they're in a healthy place, like, I think that's, you know putting on muscle is, it's a fairly straightforward thing. I mean, it's not easy. Don't get me wrong, but Mm -hmm. it's like a fairly straightforward approach. I mean, you stress the muscle, you provide the nutrients for it to repair. It comes back stronger.
1: Yeah. I think that's a good point. You know, if, like you said, if they have a healthy relationship with food, um, it's a little bit easier to talk about weight in that scenario because building muscle, you know, assumes that you're putting on weight, which assumes that the scale is going up. Right. So mm-hmm. they're a little bit, you know, they can kind of talk about that number a little bit easier
0: yeah. And I, the
1: opposite I, direction.
0: For sure. And I think that's, you know, I don't know that there's like huge bodies of research to support this, but just anecdotally, any athlete I've had talk to me about wanting to gain weight, whether it's muscle or just weight in general, or any client I hasn't, had an issue with weight or like attached undue value there. Um, And I don't know, maybe I'm just like a lucky practitioner and that I've got that everyone I've had that wants to gain muscle or gain weight has just like this relationship where with food and the scale where they're like not fixated on it. Like it's just, it's just a marker, you know? Yeah. So I think it's very possible that I've just been like a lucky practitioner from that point of view.
1: Mm -hmm. But I do think sometimes too, we're kind of going all over the board, but just random thoughts that are popping in my head as we're talking. Um, I do think a lot of times when athletes will come to us and say, I want to lose weight, what they actually mean is they want to change their body composition. Mm -hmm. So they want to transition like fat mass to muscle mass, like lean out, kind of like change that. So essentially, yes, they're losing weight more specifically like fat mass. um, But they're not necessarily specifically the athletes they are not necessarily saying I want to drop 20 pounds. Mm -hmm. as compared to kind of like general weight loss people that we see, Mm -hmm. they are saying, I want to change my body fat percentage to improve on performance. Wouldn't you agree?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a really interesting thing. I think that's kind of a multi, like there's a few different directions with that. Um, I think one is like you said, there's the people that want to essentially change body composition or Yeah. Like they just want to improve muscle mass, maybe decrease fat a little bit, lean out kind of, um, but then you also have the athletes that just straight up want to just put on muscle. And I think this is kind of a conversation to have with like both of those populations is if we're building muscle, you kind of have to be in a calorie surplus. So you're going to also see a little bit of fat come on, which is why bodybuilders, things like that. You tend to see like a bulking phase and then a cut to get rid of some of that excess fat they put on.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so that's like kind of a necessary part of that building process is like, you're going to have to be in a calorie like excess. And so I think that's another important conversation to have with, with athletes that straight up just want like muscle gain and weight gain is that we're not going to 100% or like the amount of weight that we put on, like hundred percent of that is not going to just be muscle. Like some, yeah. we're going to put on some fat too. And then you may have to cut a little bit or, um, you know if you're especially lean to start with maybe that's a really healthy thing you know if someone's starting at seven percent body fat and then they're trying to put on muscle and they get up to ten percent like as a male obviously that's not bad you know
1: yeah so something that i like a conversation that i've kind of been struggling with with and not really with but there's this movement and i'm disclaimer i'm not saying i'm for well i'm not I'm not dissing the movement. I think it has good um, intentions, but I also think it's very limited. So, and you might be inferring as to what I'm getting to, or maybe not, maybe I'm just confusing everybody and just (laughs) talking in circles, but there is a movement that is, you know, body positivity, which is great. I fully support that. Um, But in this movement, they're getting away from weight, just ever talking about weight. We should never talk about weight. We should never ask people weight. And I, I'm just, I don't know how I feel about it, but I kind of do. I, I don't think that's realistic. I, yeah. You know, I, I understand we shouldn't put so much behind that number, mm-hmm. but it is a true measurement point.
0: Yeah, I think what you, place, Like, what
1: are your thoughts?
0: I'm in like a balance between the two. So, you know, there's some practitioners that are like, everybody should track weight. No big deal. I'm not really in that camp. I'm more, I'm in between the two, you know, I think, I think weight is an important metric for people to track, but that also you have to look at the individual and if they can't have a healthy relationship with that and like step on the scale and not like get emotional, then like, that's not a healthy thing for them. Then that maybe that's a person we don't even touch weight with a 10 foot pole. But I mean, I think the bigger thing is like kind of like you talked about earlier is like a society view, like that bird's eye view, that's like something we need to address from like a society perspective. um, because we shouldn't have such an emotional attachment to a number. Like if you think about it, it's just your body's interaction with gravity. Like weight is not like a thing for us to like attach self-worth to. And I think that's like a big thing that I want to foot stomp with people is no matter what your weight is, if you want it to be more, you want it to be less, like it doesn't make you any less important or any less valuable to society or any less loved by your family because of this number on a scale. And like, that's a hard thing because you can tell people that, but like, they kind of have to come to that on their own, like to really believe it. But I think that's my big thing. And I I also fall into the camp of a little bit of that. I'm I'm trying to think of the best way to put it. I mean, the point that you're making is that people can be healthy at every size, regardless of what their weight is kind of thing. And I think I, I fall into that camp a little bit as well with, the fact that there is genetic variation, you know, like some people are genetically predisposed to being like a little bit larger, a little bit smaller. And we see that as like cut and dry and like the textbooks with like calculating weight, there's like that plus minus five or 10% for like quote unquote ideal body weight to account for like genetics and stuff and someone being a little bit larger or smaller frame. Um, and so I think it's one of those things where genetically people are just like different And so uh, I don't know, I'm stumbling over myself.
1: (laughs) No, I think that's a really good point. And that's kind of my thoughts too. Instead of eliminating weight and the number altogether, I think we're much better suited um, having the conversation about how that number does not, it defines you, but it doesn't define who you Mm -hmm. are as a person, right? Like you talked about your self-worth is the same whether you are 150 pounds or 175 pounds um so trying to help people understand that conversation um which takes more than just one time and that like we if you're dealing with somebody who's 40 years old for 40 years of their life you know they've thought this and dealt with this so it's going to take time and effort so I think having that conversation is much better than eliminating weight altogether um definitely
0: and I think that's something that we kind of keep circling back to and I keep saying over and over is I think just removing like this value that we place on weight. And the way I view it is just weight is another metric about ourselves. Like, do you know your blood pressure? Do you know your cholesterol? Do you know your resting heart rate? If you're an athlete, do you know your FTP, your marathon goal time, like your peak heart rate? Like I view weight the same as any of those. Like, it's just another metric that we can use to track ourselves.
1: Yeah, agreed. But I think,
0: again, everybody's relationship with it is different. You know, like, not everybody approaches it so, like, unemotionally. And I think yeah. I also have a unique perspective, and I'm willing to recognize my biases that, like, men tend to have – tend to. That's not to say that men can't have, like, fixation on weight or disordered eating patterns or any of that. But men tend to have less societal pressure to be a certain weight. Um, and See, so, I like,
1: disagree with you there. I I think
0: – but I, I think less. that there are I think, I think there are societal pressures for men to look a certain way, but I don't think that there are the societal pressures for men to be as small as possible or petite or like low weight.
1: Okay. I'll agree with that. But so I, like, do I have the
0: luxury of not having had all these magazines my entire life being like, here's how to lose weight in seven days.
1: That's true. That's true. But I was like getting into this field, working with athletes, working with collegiate athletes. I was... Shocked at just as prevalent the whole weight fixation, body composition fixation was in male athletes versus female athletes. I mean, I'll never forget this one time. There was a male athlete who was, in my opinion, very fit, very lean, and he still, you know, had I don't want to say issues, but he still had goals for himself in terms of his body composition and weight. Um, So I think, I think it does affect men just as much as women. But I think the conversation's different. Like you said, women were told, you need to look like the stick figure on the magazine, you need to lose weight, men were told, kind of the opposite, almost like, you need to be, you know, have muscles and be lean and, and look like these um, pro athletes on magazines. So I think the conversation's different. But I think the pressure is just as equal.
0: For sure. I think there's, you know, a a similar pressure. It's just over a different thing instead of being a weight focused small petite low it's more like you need to be big jacked lean things like that and i think again because of that there can be like the fixation on weight as a marker of like leanness um but that's like another thing like another consideration all of this weight stuff is instead of focusing on weight let's talk about body composition
1: composition health performance i mean yeah well, cause How all of feel- those are going
0: to, your body composition is going to be a bigger tie into performance than weight is because if you have more muscle mass, your weight's going to naturally be higher. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's like a, a different conversation and a different direction to like focus on that. Like if you are an athlete focused on performance, maybe like looking more at body composition to help track that than just weight. Cause weight's not really a great indicator of how lean you are or anything like that. And even with body composition, though, it's like there's genetic variation and genetic differences. Like we've had guys come into the lab and test at seven to nine percent body fat that don't really have abs. You have guys come in test at 12% that are like six pack city, you know, like
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> there's just like a genetic variation there with like muscular development and where we store fat. So I, I think I don't know. It's a tough conversation. I think I don't know how to solve the world's issues, but no. I think <laughs> if it's we did, those, that'd be nice. I think it's one of those things that if you are in contact with athletes, like if you are a coach, if you're a practitioner, working with athletes, having a conversation about non scale ways to track progress and emphasizing performance and like those habits and actions will help improve performance as opposed to focusing on weight
1: yeah didn't you speaking like genetics didn't you have twin athletes one time and how did did that journey go were were they uh identical or fraternal twins
0: identical so I had twins one time that were identical they were both in a weight focused sport um like with weight classes and everything they Funny enough, we're two weight classes apart, actually. So that's
1: super interesting.
0: Quite a difference, and um, we did RMR body fat testing on both. Body fat fairly similar. RMR was a good two hundred calories different between them. So right there,
1: like that's directly going to impact your goals and, and journey to those goals.
0: Yeah, and so I mean, again, you know, even someone who you're so genetically similar to, there can be slight differences. Yeah. So. so
1: just to kind of show that everybody, every person is different and every body is different. Yeah. Um, but I do think we're living in a good time right now because <laughs> for athletes, obviously we're living <laughs> in a good time. Sorry, but what? Mean, <laughs> maybe not in 2020, um, but a good time in terms of the conversation about weight. I mean, yeah. if you look at ads that are out there in the world and this is for athletes and even for the general population, They're showing more of a variety Mm -hmm. in terms of body sizes and, you know, how everyone's different and it's not necessarily, we're, we're slowly getting away from like that one ideal image as to what Mm -hmm. the body should look like.
0: Yeah. And I think, I think there are definitely companies working to change that. Um, You see it a lot with, you know, fitness brands starting to incorporate, like not just stick figure like stick thin, like real lean, real skinny athletes, you know, you're starting to see people of all sizes be featured in advertisements, marketing, uh, you know, websites, just as the model photos for products. And one of the really cool things that I've seen, I can't even take credit because there's, I, I don't online shop very much. I don't shop for clothes very much, but my wife does. And there's this one brand that she was shopping with. And like, you can actually go in and you can choose what size you wear. I know
1: that I know the brand.
0: Yeah. And they'll show you that clothing on that like size person. And like, that's cool to be able to see everybody wearing a piece of clothing, not just, you know, someone who's for females, like a size zero or for men, like a size medium, a medium, a Jack medium (laughs) dude, wearing the shirt, you know, it's like being able to see a variety of people wearing it. It's like, I don't know. It feels more accepting. It feels more inclusive. Like you don't have to be skinny to wear this. Like you don't have to be, you know, if you're a guy, you don't have to be six foot and 190 pounds of pure muscle to wear this, this t-shirt, you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah. So I I do want to say like, even though we've talked a lot about body positivity, getting away from the number, like on the scale in terms of sport, it is a measurement point that we do have to look at Mm -hmm. for performance. Yeah, But like we've talked about focusing more on performance than that number on the scale, you know, yeah,
0: for sure. Um, I mean, I, I think it's tough. I just don't
1: want that to get lost. Like I don't want people to think that we're sitting here say like your weight, the number on the scale doesn't matter, or we're never yeah. going to look at it. You know, it's just, it's just one thing that we look at to pr- improve our performance. It's not yeah. the end goal.
0: Yeah. I think kind of the way I, I think about it is weight is an important metric. It is a thing for us to look at. If you're an athlete, it is a thing to to th- think about, maybe track um, but my where I kind of like asterisk that
1: <laughs> is
0: um, it's not a place for us to assign value. Yes. And not let us dictate like our self-worth. I think that and I I said that earlier and that's something I want to continue to foot stomp is just because if you're, I'm going to spit out random numbers, nobody take these like to mean anything, any sort of way, but it's like, if you're 155 pounds, but you think your race weight's 150 pounds and now you feel like you're worthless and like a terrible athlete, like it's five pounds. Like, does that, is that you're really going to feel terrible about yourself just because you're like a little bit off. But like, what if you're the rest of your metrics, your power numbers, your race times are all fantastic. They're improved from last year. Like, I think it's all, it's, it's a metric to track along with height, along with age, along with heart rate. Um, so it's something to know. It's something that we can tweak. But again, I think there are a lot of other stuff that we need to place higher emphasis on. Like we talked about earlier, I don't think weights as an athlete, the very first thing that we should attack to try to improve performance. I think as an athlete, focusing on hydration during activity, throughout the day, one of the biggest things you can do to help yourself Is to hydrate properly, getting enough sleep, fueling before workouts properly, figuring out what that looks like for different types of activities. Like you need to fuel differently for your 30-minute run than you do for a three-hour long run or for a tournament weekend. So figuring out fueling, figuring out fueling during activity. Like what do you need to be taking in during activity? Figuring out what you're going to do for snacks and meals after workouts to recover properly. All of those things getting massages, foam rolling, stretching, like all of that stuff I think is going to be bigger priority than us fixating on the weight.
1: Yeah, I agree. Couldn't have said it better myself.
0: All right. You got any other, any other questions or thoughts?
1: No, I think we've covered it all. I mean, you've had some pretty profound affirmations here about, you know, not placing your self-worth and self-value on, on the number on the scale. Um, and focusing more on performance and things to improve performance. Weight is just one part of the equation. It's not the whole equation.
0: For sure. And I mean, I think, you know, like we've said multiple times is if we're doing these other things, if we shift the focus instead of on losing weight, changing weight and shift focus to how we can improve performance, I think in most people, what you'll see is the shift in weight likely in the direction that they're looking for. If we're doing everything else correctly, weight tends to fall in line in a way that's favorable for performance. Like look
1: Last at, thing I want. Sorry, go ahead.
0: I was just gonna say, like, look at triathletes, runners, cyclists. Like, if you're training properly, like, if you've got a good training program, and you're fueling properly, recovering properly, sleeping, hydrating, what you will see is your body composition will naturally change to help your performance in that sport. Your body wants to, like, as humans, like, our bodies want to be efficient at whatever our activity our, our given activity is. So we like tend to see our body composition, muscle mass, all of that change for our chosen sport or chosen activity, whether it's walking, whatever it is, we tend to like self-optimize for that. And so if you're doing all these other things right, I think you'll. we would tend to see that same thing.
1: Last thing I want to say is oh, I and we, I'm going to speak for both of us, um, right. <laughs> we are not trying to take away how difficult all of this can be. Um, especially for athletes who are, like I said, trying to manage, improving their performance, maybe changing their body composition, like dueling goals, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if you need help and you can't do it on your own, that's what we are here for. Yeah. We don't expect you to do it on your own. Like, reach out to somebody who can help you figure all of this out, and that's where a dietitian, a sports dietitian, uh, can really come in handy and help you navigate all of this. So I'm not, we're not saying it's easy. Um, we're not saying just, you know, drink water and go to your workouts and everything will be okay. (laughs) It does take effort and work and, you know, you, but you don't have to do it alone.
0: Yeah. And I I will say like, just to get like raw with the people for a minute, but like, I've had like, as an athlete, I've like had a lot of athletic, like different athletic ventures, kind of like different things that I focused on and, you know, when I was cycling, there was that fixation on being like as lean as possible to have the best power number possible and like the best power to weight ratio. Like I've gone through that, you know, I switched to running and it was even more of a focus on being lighter, smaller. Um, the lowest weight of my adult life was when I was running a lot, um, which is like, I don't know, it's kind of crazy to me that I was, when I was running, that was probably four or five years ago. I was the lightest I'd been since middle school. Um, so... I've been there, you know, post that I had that same pressure, like the need, desire to bulk up, put on muscle, be stronger. So I went through that phase where there's a fixation on just like putting on as much muscle as possible. Um, But I think one of the things I've taken away from all of those is like, the weight doesn't really matter. Like, I don't know, once you've seen yourself go both directions, you realize that like the weight doesn't change as much as you like think it would. Um,
1: and you were still the same human being at both. Yeah.
0: Weeks,
1: yeah. And eventually exactly. you,
0: eventually you find like a middle ground. And that's one of the places I got to was through all these things, like all of my weights across the whole board were within like a fairly small range. And so you also find a place, it comes back to balance. I think that's one of the big things. And that's what you said is it's about balancing the things you like to do with what you're willing to do to sacrifice, you know, like everybody's picture of moderation looks different. This is something we've talked about with, like, I talked about in the alcohol podcast, like as an athlete, can you have alcohol? Great episode, in my opinion, go check it out. But it's I, again, I, want,
1: I do really want to listen to that. Yeah, it's on my to do list. <laughs>
0: but it's all about like what your picture of moderation looks like. Like if you're really happy having a couple of drinks a week and having treats with your friends or your kids or your significant other or treats by yourself, like whatever it is, like maybe that's your happy, happy middle ground where, you know, you're performing pretty well. You're hitting good workouts. You feel good, but you're also still letting yourself have some treats. Everybody's picture of moderation looks different. You know, if you're a pro athlete, it might be that you get a few less treats per week to be able to keep those goals like where you want them. So it's, I think it's all about finding your, your moderation. And then again, not attaching like self-worth and value to a number on a scale, instead finding where you feel comfortable in your clothes, finding where you feel comfortable doing the activities throughout your day. You feel comfortable and happy with how you're performing in workouts. Like all these things, you feel happy with the food that you're eating, the number of treats that you like, like get to have or have, um like when you find this place where you're happy in all these aspects then like whatever the number on the scale is maybe like that's just the number it's gonna be
1: yeah and I mean to play devil's advocate you and I are not professional athletes we are not getting pressure to perform and pressure to be a certain weight um so that's where I think us as professionals can come in um I completely understand those situations and I'm not going to tell you to quit your job essentially or stop playing sport just because they're putting so much emphasis on that number. Yeah. That's where professionals like you and I and other dietitians can come in and just change that conversation. Like, okay, we know you need to perform in order to get paid at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some markers of performance that we can help you change? You know, and weight's one of those, but it's yeah. not the only one. Um, so I, I see both sides. At the end of the day, um, weight is not everything. It's just one thing. Um, and you are not your weight.
0: Yeah. And I think like you said, that's like one of those things where that can be a conversation that we have with people. It starts like the dialogue and doing these other things to improve performance. But I think some of it's also having the knowledge, excuse me, having the knowledge to know that you're doing everything that you can to improve your performance and knowing that like weight is not the end all be all. And that takes like a lot of, confidence in what you're doing. And it also takes like a lot of like security in who you are and like confidence to know that, like, I don't know, I don't, I'm trying to think of the best way to say it, but it's like, if you know that you're doing everything you can to improve your performance, you know, you're performing well, then you're confident enough in all of that, that you don't have to like care as much about the weight. Or if someone makes a comment about your weight, like you can be secure enough in yourself to say, Hey, I appreciate your feedback, but you don't know my situation.
1: Yeah, but that, honestly, that takes time. For it sure. It takes maturity. And that's, I mean, even though there's some days where I'm really confident, like I don't care what the number on the scale is. And disclaimer, I haven't weighed myself in probably four years. <laughs> um, but, you know, everybody has their, their moments where somebody might tell you something about your weight. Um, so so it's hard and it, it, there's going to be ups and downs. But last thing I want to say is just, be kind to yourself. We're all on this journey Um, and your thoughts have a lot of power over you. So Mm -hmm. that's a really hard kind of topic and conversation that we just talked about. And there's no real easy answer.
0: Yeah. I think, you know, kind of my big takeaways, I really liked what you kind of finished with there. And there was this quote, I don't remember who said it, can't give proper attribution, but it's a quote I really liked. And it was change your thoughts and you can change your world. Um, so, Ooh. if we like change the way we think about things, like you can really change your outlook on a lot of things. And that again kind of comes back to what I've said numerous times. And you know what? I'm going to say it again because people need to just keep hearing it. If we change the way that we like look at and place emphasis, weight, no pun intended, on our body weight, then we can change kind of the way that we just approach it in general and like not attaching self worth to it. Um, I think the big things are if you are an athlete looking to change, optimize your performance, and you're thinking about weight as a big way to do that, make sure that you're doing all the other stuff first, you know, whether that's seeking out a professional like ourselves, um, to help put into place those fueling and recovery strategies from a nutrition perspective, but, you know, looking at all these other things, cause they're, you know, the amount of sleep we have is going to have a much bigger impact on our performance than a couple of pounds. So that's kind of my big takeaways. Sarah, do you have any other ones you'd like to add?
1: Honestly, I think that's the perfect ending to this conversation. So well done, my friend.
0: Yeah. Well, I appreciate you coming on. This one's like a tough conversation. It's, it's an emotionally charged topic for, I think a lot of people, I think it's a tough conversation for people to have. I think it's a thing largely that a lot of people don't talk about with others. And I think maybe that's why it is such an emotionally charged thing is because we're not as like, we don't have such an open dialogue about it with everybody. Um, but I think it is an important consideration for athletes. I think a lot of athletes think about weight, talk about weight in some respect. Um, So I think just knowing that weight's another metric, it's not the end all be all um, and that there are other ways to improve performance. So I appreciate you coming on and uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll have another one soon.
1: Yeah, thank you. It's been fun.